Welcome to the Code of Joy podcast. I'm Shalvina. I used to be a lawyer, but last year I gave it all up to become a graduate software engineer. And I'm joined by my husband, Max, who is a middle manager in IT, who spends most of his working time in meetings and his weekends coding. And in this podcast, we talk about how it is to work in the IT industry, our experiences, our struggles, and some advice along the way sometimes. Um, each episode, we tackle and discuss a question, and uh, sometimes we have some answers, sometimes not. So with that said, um, I will get Max to introduce our question for today. Yes, very nice. Thank you, Shelley. So our question for Today is linked to our first episode we did two weeks ago. And two weeks ago, we discussed what are our coding goals, um, specifically for Shelley and myself for 2023. And this episode, we would like to follow up on that with by discussing how, what, how anybody can set their coding goals or what is a good way to go about setting your goals. Um, yeah, with That's that right. being said, do you, do you have some ideas to get us started, Shelley? Um, I have a few bullet points. Um, this is something that I, to be honest, I kind of struggle with goal setting. It's uh, not my strong point, <laughs> but I did, I did have some things uh, in mind that I wanted to kind of touch on. And so I'll just go through those and we can discuss and you can let me know your thoughts as well, Max. Um, so I have three points here. And the first one is that often when we set goals, usually we tend to, um, you know, goals by their nature are about things in the future, things that we will achieve and do, our future selves will do. And I think that we have a tendency to always overestimate how much we can do in the future. We always give our future self superpowers and more credibility than um, what might be realistic. And so my first point is that when we're setting goals, um, try to, whatever you think in the first go that you want to do or that you will be able to achieve, um, cut, it, cut it down a little bit because yeah, because we do have this tendency to kind of like overestimate things for the future. So yeah, that's my first point. Um, did you want me to go through the other two, just mention them briefly, Max, and then uh, touch on what you have in mind, or did you want to discuss? Uh, yeah, maybe I can um, give my two cents to your points as you go along, if that sounds all right. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah, I think the overestimating what you can do in your goals I think that's something that I've personally experienced as well, where, you know, I like to be very ambitious and like, ah, I can do, I can do this and I can do that. And I found that as I uh, got older and older in my life, I tended to set myself less and less ambitious goals. And one may think that doesn't sound very good. That sounds like kind of a digression, right? Like you get older and you kind of, you lose your spirit and instead of, you know, wanting to do these massive things to change the world, now you're just looking at doing these small things. Um, but for me, 
it's not so much in that I want to achieve less or that I'm driven less, but it's more like that I've learned that it counts much more to, you know, make incremental small progress on things, but being actually be able to complete something as opposed to, you know, following some like grand ambition that you'll never be able to reach. Yep, absolutely. Um, yeah, and I don't think it's, it's, it's bad that you, you know, as you get older, you mentioned you set uh, smaller goals. I think maybe it's a part of, you know, the wisdom that you gain over the years. You get to know yourself better and know these follies as well. Um, yeah, did you want to give your uh, first point, Max, and then we can kind of go like this? No, I think after I took up a lot of time last episode with my three points, all of which I eventually <laughs> remembered, I am very happy for you to go through your list. Okay, then my second point is um, usually an another thing is that we, when we set goals, um, of course we can set goals anytime in the year, but by and large, I think a lot of people set goals at the beginning of the year you know, New Year's resolutions and New Year, New Me, this kind of um, attitude, I guess, is very prevalent. And I think, you know, when you set a goal or goals for the whole year, sometimes that a year is very long and many things can happen. And I think for such a long period, it can be quite... Um, difficult to if you if you make a goal for the whole year um, the chances of you actually following through on that and completing that um, is is low and you can or lower than it would be if you were to break it down and say I'm going to make goals for the month maybe because I think longer goals longer term goals are harder to stick with um, they, you need more motivation through the year to just keep going and you get less um, kind of feedback and gratification because you, you you won't achieve it until the end of the year, right? It's like a yearly goal. So I think if you were to do it in another way, like set a goal for January, February, like each month, what you will achieve and then you can achieve it in that month and instantly a you have you know some some feedback you'll see whether you achieved it or not and b you you feel like successful if you've done it or if you haven't then you can kind of maybe see where where you fell short or why and then the next month do it better and I think in this way, you're more likely to actually achieve things throughout the year. Um, yeah, that is my second point. Um, yeah, that is that is definitely true. And that links me to something that I wanted to talk about, which is a very nice perspective of looking at goals that I got from the book Atomic Habits. And here it said that, here I said that goals is like not, not such a great word to use. And instead we should be using um, ambitions or aspirations and outcomes instead. And 
So what this means is essentially like your, your aspirations or your ambitions. There are these long-term things that you want to achieve. Like for instance, I've never done coding before in my life and I want to become a senior software engineer at Google. Right? Like that's, that, that could be a goal. It's probably not great as a yearly goal. It's probably not great as a monthly goal as well. But if that is what you want, I think it makes sense for you to define that, right? To, to have these long-term aspirations, these, these long-term ambitions that you want to follow. But these then, of course, need to be married up with more, more concrete, achievable, specific things that you want to do. So, for instance, there is one course on Udemy that I want to finish within the next three months. Or maybe even that is too big and you want to say, okay, well, I want to finish uh, one lecture in the next month or one lecture per month or whatever works for you. But it's these very specific things where you can measure yourself against, just as you said as well, um, that if you, if you were successful or not, and you can see whether you're on track or not. But to me, it's always like, it's like these two sides of the of the coin, where on the one hand you have concrete things that you want to do, but on the other hand you have these longer-term ambitions that you want to um, that you want to drive towards. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so the the um, the concrete the concrete things or the I guess those would be the goals, right? No outcomes. Yes, yeah, so yes, the correct. Outcomes, yeah, the, on those concrete ones, they are the ones, um, if you would like think about it, like the ambition is like the ultimate objective, right? And then the other things are like the ones that will enable you to reach that. It's kind of like the building blocks that you need in order to get to your destination. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's really useful. I think a lot of the times we um, might get confused between the two or sometimes you, I think that's the worst if you set a goal that is kind of very vague and you have no way to, like you haven't set out how you'll actually achieve that um, because then you might never reach that destination. You just have this vague idea in your mind. But then on the other side, you could, um, you could like have a lot of like steps and things you're doing, but it's leading up to nothing, right? It's um, no point to do all this work for no reason. So yeah, actually that leads me to my uh, third and last point. And this one is kind of more mm, specific for newbies or like for, for beginners, because that's the situation that I'm in. And that's the kind of uh, goals that I'm setting and things that I can relate with. And this is, um, I guess, when you're setting goals as someone who's just beginning, um, you can, I think first, it's kind of like what you said, like you, you have this like um, broader aspiration. So you can say, you know, I, for example, I want to um, become a competent Go developer, or I want to, uh, by the end of the year, uh, know enough coding to get a job, have enough skills to get a job as a software developer, as a junior. So with that in mind, then I think as a junior, you if you come in and, and you know nothing about software development, you know nothing about like computer science and all this, it can be very overwhelming. And so 
I think you need to, at that beginning stage, set out like some specific things that you're going to do, like specific things that you're going to look at. For example, you might be like, okay, if I want to be a Go developer, I'm going to learn the Go language. And then maybe I'll learn something about, I don't know, Git or Kubernetes or, you know, whatever that you need. Um, and then for each of these, like, okay, for Go, I'm going to do a tutorial from Udemy. And then that's what you then focus on. You, you have this like roadmap and you have these like concrete things and then you can start working towards that one by one because otherwise, and I experience this myself, like you sometimes tend to, it's so overwhelming with so many different things to learn. You start learning one thing and you're like, oh my God, there's like a hundred other things. And, and you just kind of drift from one thing to the other and you like never end up completing anything and you don't get that sense of achievement and you don't get those skills that you need. So I think having like a clear objective and then a clear path, like these are the things that I'm going to do. And they can change if, if like really you, while you're learning Go, you realize, oh, the next step is actually not Git, but it's like something else. You know, this other thing is really important. Then yes, you can change it and, and do that. But yeah, it's really important to have this like kind of like outline from the beginning so you don't just like drift around and, and end up doing nothing much. Yeah, very good. That's certainly true. Especially if you have such a big endeavor um, as uh, you know, learning to code, you know, starting off with a new career. There's many, many things that, uh, that you need to do and breaking them down is certainly helpful. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, those were my three points. They were quite brief, I, I, <laughs> I guess. Um, but do you want to, I'm sure you have some, some additional points of your own, Max. Yeah, actually goal setting is something that I'm thinking about a lot. I don't know. It's just like one of these things that interest me. And um, I, I guess every month I at least have one session where I'm going through like, what are my goals and how am I going to do it? Um, and with that, having invested like a lot of thinking into it, I have kind of have, have made a few discoveries for myself. And the first one is that I think it's really important to link back the setting, especially of our grander ambitions, back to our values and what is important to us. Because sometimes we just, you know, for whatever reason, we think we have to do something X, Y, Z. You know, I think maybe I have to, you know, be able to run a marathon. I think, and for whatever, something injected that into my head and suddenly I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to run a marathon. Or maybe, you know, I want to quit my job and find a new one. Or, you know, many like these of these big kind of life decisions and big ambitions that we have, I believe sometimes they come a little bit randomly into our life and we are kind of, you know, pushed around from random events to doing these specific things. So with that in mind, I found it quite helpful for myself to kind of think about what is really important to me in my life and then to ensure that any, you know, grander ambitions that I come up with, that they're aligned to that. And then, of course, also any specific outcomes that I want to achieve, what I want to spend my time on in the next months or the next three months, that should be linked to my ambitions, right? And that kind of can bring us towards a state 
where our where our values, what is important to us and what we do, are aligned. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, how how do you? This is like a question that I have often because you know I I read a lot of self development books and and watch a lot of videos and things on this and often they say like to determine what is important to you right or in other words like what is your purpose what is your passion what is what are your yeah what's what's really like the crux of of it how do you determine that do you have you thought about that part before Oh, absolutely. And I think it probably warrants a whole episode by itself. But the short answer is that there's like some guidance, I think, that can be quite useful. And I uh, there's a, a book called Good to Great, and that introduced something called the Hedgehog, um, con um, the hedgehog Model. I don't know, what was it called? The Hedgehog something. Um, I forgot now. Um, but anyway, so the idea there was that you kind of should think about, like, what do I really love doing what is what i'm doing or what could i do that has a positive impact on the world and what can i do that uh, you know that helps me you know be like look after myself survive you know have enough money to survive and 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 work if that makes sense right and then i think looking at all these things that can kind of help us you know get to a little bit get our get to know ourselves a little bit better and hopefully help us, you know, identify this purpose that like really, really uh, drives us. Because to some degree, it's not the purpose is something that is to be discovered to some degree, like what what is it we love, what is it we value, but to another degree, it's also something that we can design ourselves, right? Like we, we or we have to come up with it ourselves. We can choose to have a certain purpose over another. Yeah, absolutely. I think... Um... That's probably then like if if that's like one of the steps. That's probably like a whole thing in itself to to find out what it is that is um, important to you and what you should be pursuing, right? That's like a whole um, and, and that's why you answered like a whole podcast a po podcast episode itself. Um, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, I I think for a lot of us that's probably not something that's not that easy to figure out what it is that you really want to do. I know for me, it's definitely not easy because there are so many different things that I want to do and your time is limited. And a lot of the things are also kind of like a, a competing, right? They're competing for this finite resource, time um, and energy. And I really also liked that, um, how you said you can, it's not always about finding what it is that is important, what, what it is that you love, but also designing that because, um, yeah, that's, that's absolutely true. I think you can, to some extent, not, not fully, you know, you can't train yourself to love something you totally, totally cannot stand, I think. But I think, yeah, you, you can, you can, um, make a conscious decision, decision rather than just kind of going with a lot of people say like oh think about what you enjoy doing in childhood or things like that you know but um, yeah I, I think it doesn't have to be that way 
yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I think here what I what I would like everyone to take away with is that for me, for goal setting, it's not so much about the how. Like, how do I define goals? How do I keep track of them? Um, it's more about what what goals do I define? Because if I if I set myself a goal that has no value for me, then I'm spending lots of time and energy on it. At the end, I fulfill it, but I have really gained nothing. So I think it's really yeah. worthwhile for us to um, to think about that. And it also relates to me to something else, what I have seen you know, myself do and also others do. And that is to use goal setting as kind of a crutch for motivation. So you kind of have this vague idea that something is good for you. Oh, you know, I should exercise more or I should lose weight or I should learn um, Azure over AWS. So I should get a certification or I should write a blog post. Like, you know, we, we, have, we have all these ideas and we want to do them. And then we find ourselves not doing them. And what first comes to our mind is, okay, well, you know, this is just because I didn't define my goal well enough. I didn't track how I'm going with achieving this goal. You know, I didn't create like massive Excel spreadsheets or in my case, um, sophisticated databases in Notion. And because I didn't do that, I didn't achieve what I wanted to achieve. And I think when we find ourselves needing to use this goal setting and tracking outcomes and all these kind of things as a crutch for motivation, that should at the very least cause us to kind of question if we are on the right path. Because if we work on something that we are really passionate about, that that drives us, then we... Uh, then, then, then the motivation will come by itself. But if it's something that we really dread, that's not like naturally flowing with us, then we'll use, then we look for all these crutches to create our motivation. But to create motivation is almost impossible unless you you make it really, really come out from yourself. So there is um, a quote by an um, author, oh, I, don't, I forgot the name now, but it's from it's from the book of the 50s that involves a lot of drugs and driving across America. But anyway, he essentially oh, says... How to fix your motorcycle? No, no, oh, well, no, 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 this, this one is this one is way, uh, way rougher stuff. Uh, what was it called again? It's like, uh, but anyway, so he essentially say like, you know, like, don't write if it doesn't come out of you like a rocket, essentially, right? So he will say, all right, you say, oh, I want to write a novel. And then you set yourself, oh, my goal is I write thousand words every day and you struggle through that, right? He essentially says, don't do that. Like write, be an author if you cannot help yourself, but but wanting to write. And writing is very, very hard business. So I think it's very hard to motivate yourself towards these things. And um, I think there, there is... Yeah, a lot of wisdom in that. But I think this is taken a little bit too much to the extreme. You know, oftentimes we need to force ourselves a little bit into things. But I also think it's always worthwhile to keep track of how much do we need motivation crutches to keep us on track of what we want to achieve. And then if we find ourselves using a lot of them, that we question, maybe I should choose different goals that come more naturally uh, for me. Yeah, I, 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 I kind of, I kind of agree and kind of disagree with that. I, I have to say. So, I think, I think um, the what I agree with is, um, you know, that we, what you said, like we, there are some things that we are more naturally inclined to to just 
want to do. Um, and we're more, yeah, we, we, we might not do them every day. We might not feel like it every day, but we are more like for me, um, yeah, exercising. Like I, I just like feel like I should exercise most days. Um, and, and I don't have to like push myself a lot to do it. And, but I think that the part that I kind of disagree with is like, you know, sometimes you, you are motivated, you know, there, there are times when you're motivated to do something and, and you know, it's good for you and you know that it will be good when you do it and you need to do it. But some days are just so hard that you can't make yourself do that or um, if you are somebody who's like really busy you have you know kids to look after a, a partner to look after or you're doing through two or three jobs and you you, know, you had the motivation to do this but now on this day on, on a lot of days maybe you don't have that energy because for motivation you know motivation kind of comes and goes and when we are low on energy when we're low on time sometimes it's really hard to motivate ourselves. And so what would you say to that? How, how would you go about, or would you just say, well, if you're not motivated to do that most of the days, regardless of your circumstances, maybe you should just not be doing it. I think nowadays one of the resources that especially as like professional workers in IT, um, you, you know, sit on a desk all day, but you will have a lot to deal with. What is one resource that is often depleted is energy, right? So we have, we have kind of time, you know, we yeah. don't get like physically tired or anything like that, but it's more like our, our mental energies that just gets drained. Um, mostly it being invested into work things. And then when it comes to, you know, writing your grand novel or going exercising or, you know, learning a new language after work, all these things, you'll find what, what is probably one of the big detriments to that is your lack of energy to do them. And yeah. I think, first of all, important here is not to beat yourself up about it. You know, we are only human. And I believe we are not made to uh, sit in an office and argue around for eight hours a day. Um, we can do it, but it's not like our natural state of being. So it takes a lot of energy for us to make ourselves do that. But here I would also say, like, what really impacts your success in the long term and that is i think to kind of to to really find these things that you're passionate about and find a way to to put them into your life in a sustainable way and we are you know as as beings we we strive for you know like convenience and and good times and here i f i think it's very dangerous if you have if you find yourself in that situation where you're like you know today i'm totally drained um i I can't do anything. I can't write my novel today. I can't exercise today. I can't learn a new language today. Then if you force yourself to do it, nonetheless, the energy that it will cost you to do that will be 10 times as much as if you are just closing down your laptop after work and you're like, yes, you know, I've been looking forward to doing my exercise all day and now I can finally do it, right? It costs you almost no energy. But if you're like feeling down, you just had a stressful meeting and you're just not feeling it, then to force yourself, that takes so much energy. And I think this then makes your, because our brain always likes to trick ourselves, makes our brain like 
find out, hey, this this is actually not good for me. This whole exercise thing or this whole writing a novel thing, I don't think it's for me because it gives me so much um, trouble. It, it It's such a strain for me. And I think a lot of a kind of, you know, a lot of passion, a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of projects that people or, you know, achievements that people could have done have been kind of, you know, destroyed by this trying to force ourselves too much to do something rather than letting um, the motivation from us naturally emerge. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's kind of like... Um it kind of kills your passion or taints it, right? And and over time, if you keep pushing yourself to do something that is so hard that you so uh, are not, you don't have the energy for and you really don't want to do, then after a while you'll just come to um, really not look forward to it. Um, yeah, yeah, and want to avoid it. Um, I think that's true. But I think too, with the like letting motivation come to you, um, I think, yeah, that there might be, you know, some situations where, I mean, I remember when I was working as a, as a lawyer, I had like, you know, such draining days that afterwards, I just, I couldn't do anything. <laughs> like most of the days I could not, I couldn't, ex I just didn't have the energy to exercise or to do anything else other than, you know, cook, eat, watch, sleep. And it wasn't like one day, it was like every day like that. And so if I were to wait for motivation, I'll just never do anything else. Um, so I think maybe maybe to, to some extent you do need to, maybe like you said, like try to fit it in in ways that are possible, maybe in like small doses, like really, really tiny. As you know, you can just be like, oh, I write like one word a day or even on my crappy days, I'll, I'll do something of this. Um, or have like a routine where maybe you do it before work or s fill it in in some way. I think sometimes you need to be able to kind of like slot it in in a way that you don't need to rely on motivation because when you have really difficult jobs or you have really difficult home life or your kids and or whatever, whatever the circumstances, you just sometimes you don't you really don't have that motivation and not like a one-off but it's like a a lot of the times you don't have it and then but you do want to you know it's in you that you do want to do this um i can see you you're having a lot of thoughts about this i think um yeah definitely so i think yes you can be in that situation that it's essentially impossible for you to achieve what you want to achieve without really draining yourself and stretching yourself to the absolute limit. And I think if we come across this, then sometimes, yeah, we just do it. We just pull through. We just, you know, put in the extra effort. We make it happen. But if we find ourselves in that situation again and again and again, I think then it is time to re-architect our life. So what is the big changes in our lives that we can make that can actually enable us to achieve what is important for me. So if I say my health is the most important for me, well, maybe then I shouldn't spend 60 hours a week at work. Um, but maybe I have to spend 60 hours at work. But then that I have to spend 60 hours at work because 
it's actually helping me towards something that's more valuable to me than my health. Let's say, you know, supporting my family financially or something like that, right? But I think in many, many instances, we do have some wiggle room where we can, you know, like make decisions and, you know, kind of shuffle our life around to put us in, to make it easier for us to be successful and not having to strain ourselves so much. And, but still I maintain what I don't believe helps with that is having some Excel spreadsheet where you have written down your goal. I'm going to be doing this every day for X amount of minutes. And then I make a ticket against it or not a ticket against it. And I review it every month. Yeah, maybe, okay. Maybe it will be helpful to some to some to someone but i also think it can be very dangerous and actually prevent us from reaching our long-term ambitions yeah 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 there are, I, I, th I think um definitely and you know i've i have watched so many videos and there are so many like product productivity gurus talking about this stuff that you know i, I i've tried it like i've i've like you on notion you know i've made these like um, databases or like spreadsheets where I have the columns like you know every day I'm going to do this this and this and this and if every day you have it there and it's like you know you tick it off but actually you know what I found I forget to tick them off or you know after all it just like falls off the radar and uh, it's just for me it's just not realistic and it didn't it didn't help it didn't give me any sense of achievement it didn't keep me on track um, so yeah, I I definitely um, I I I absolutely agree with you in there. I don't do this stuff anymore. I have, um, like we talked about last time, I have like a, a few kind of biggish goals, and I work towards them every month. And um, I just you know I kind of like there are things that I like know in me. Like these are things that I really really want to do that I need to do as well starting a new career um, and that are important and then I just kind of yeah just, just kind of like go for it and and make sure also like I so I keep them like very uh, very concrete you know like finish this course on go um, and to do this I'm gonna like try to learn go regularly um, but I don't track it like, oh, have I learned it today? Yes, tick. Have I learned, you know, the next day and, and then have a look at it for the whole month. Um, yeah, I also had these like apps where you can, they say like, you know, you, um, I think it's like, don't, don't break the chain. So you should like try to make a chain of it. Or some people say you shouldn't like, um, don't skip more than two days or more than three days. But yeah, these things are just as difficult because life, life gets in the way. <laughs> Life is not like that. You can't just be like, oh yeah, you know, yesterday I skipped, so today I really, really can't. I mean, I know it's like my brother's wedding today, but I have to do my exercise. It's, it doesn't work that way. Yes, absolutely. But one goal that we set for ourselves is to keep these episodes nice and short. And we are already a little bit over 30 minutes. So while I think we could talk about this, you know, for hours, maybe this is a good point to wrap it up with, I guess, many more unanswered questions than answered questions. But that is exactly the space in which I am the most happiest. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Max. Uh, thank you for joining me and for discussing this with me. I'm sure um, 
you have many, many more thoughts, maybe we can go into some of those uh, in future episodes. And thank you, listener, for joining us today. We will catch you next time. Bye. Bye.